on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we would have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio, Utica Rolls. What's happening, Mohawk Valley? Great to have you on board. Great to have you here on the radio. But uh, just know you can listen to us wherever you go via the ESPN app. You download the app. There is a listen tab there. And in that listen tab, you can find both ESPN Syracuse and ESPN Radio Utica Rome. What a great way to use it this weekend, not only because the weather is gorgeous again, but I'm sure a lot of you are going out of town, going up to camp, going here, going there. It's a Memorial Day holiday weekend, but you still want to keep in touch with what's happening here on ESPN Radio Syracuse or ESPN Radio Utica Rome. The app is a great way to do it. It's right there on your phone. You take it with you wherever you go. Take us on the boat. Take us fishing with you. We like to go fishing. 437-7644, that's the phone number. You can tweet the program, Brent Axe Media. The On the Block text line, another great way to get in touch with us today. You got, uh, as mentioned, your your phone right there. You might as well fire off a hot take or two at us. That's hot. Go at 288-0644. That is the On the Block text line. We're heading into the weekend strong. We've got a few guests that will join us today, and we're looking forward to speaking with all these gentlemen and listening back to some things said earlier today coming up in just a few minutes right here in this hour i want to check in with a a buddy of mine who is a terrific author of three different hockey books he knows the washington capitals as well as anybody he's also in my fantasy hockey league and he's kicking butt in the stanley cup round of the fantasy league i should say so uh, for him Uh, that's ted starkey he's going to join us here in a few minutes, we'll preview the upcoming Stanley Cup final. He's also a hockey contributor to the Sporting News. He knows his pucks, and we will preview the Stanley Cup final, which is Monday night. So when we come back on Tuesday after the holiday, we'll be right into the Stanley Cup final. Maybe the NBA finals will be a little more clear what that picture is going to be. Dave McMenamin, our buddy, the former Syracuse basketball manager, now covering the NBA with a focus on the Cleveland Cavaliers, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Preview the Cavs and Celtics. Uh, It's been pretty much home team wins so far. Is there anything that could kind of buck that trend in either Game 6 tonight or Game 7 should we get there? J.J. is going to join us. Our buddy, John Jastrzemski, WFAN in New York. Yankees and Mets talk primarily. We'll get into all the New York issues, including Tyus Battle. 
He's going to work out with the New York Knickerbockers this weekend. Is he a fit with the Knicks? We'll get to that with J.J. Plus, uh, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, that Ryan Leaf was here today. He was in our studios. Ryan was in uh, Watertown last night. And, uh, you know, you hear about Ryan Leaf, and Ryan Leaf was undoubtedly you know, one of the great draft busts of all time, number two overall pick behind Peyton Manning in 1998. And, you know, his life kind of got out of control, got into drugs and all sorts of things. But Ryan has really turned his life around. He speaks about his addiction. He's trying to help people with addiction these days. That's why he was in Watertown last night speaking. He does his own radio show. He calls Pac-12 games, kind of has, you know, a life in media today in addition to public speaking. And Ryan Leaf was in the building today doing his radio show from here. So he was on with Orange Nation earlier. I'm going to play back some of those clips, including his thoughts on the quarterbacks that came into this draft, what advice he has for NFL rookies these days, what he tells kids, how he addresses the opioid issue that's out there, and certainly how that relates to sports with painkillers and that connection there. And he had a lot of interesting things to say on our radio station here today. So, Looking forward to that. Looking forward to a great weekend ahead. Does going to solo fit into your weekend plans? I am here to tell you that it should. Now, spoiler free, of course, because we're very early in the process. A lot of people won't get to see it until this weekend. Uh, Paulie Sibilia, Ty Doyle, and I. Hello, ladies. Saw it last night, and I have to tell you, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to give anything away plot-wise. I'm not no spoilers here. I'm not going to be that guy. But I like to be honest with you. Because you know, uh, in addition to sports, if I can get off the sports train for just two minutes here, that I'm a very passionate Star Wars fan, and I was very skeptical of this movie. I was skeptical of the lead actor now playing Han Solo, not because he's not Harrison Ford. I just didn't like what I saw from him in the trailers and some of the things you saw and heard beforehand. I knew Donald Glover would be great as Lando, and he was. I was wondering if we really needed this story, because it's kind of neat that we saw, and this is not a, a spoiler in any sense, every fan walking in knows this, how Han Solo meets Chewie, how he meets Lando, the Kessel Run that we heard about in so, so many movies. We see the actual Kessel Run. We see the Spice Mines on Kessel now. Like all those geeky things that Star Wars fans reference and now get to see. Well, sometimes those things are best left unsaid or best left unseen, right? They're just kind of urban legend or whatever. In this case, they did a great job with this movie. I will say this. It's just a fun movie. It's The word that comes to mind, honestly, is relief. I am relieved it's fun. I'm relieved that I think most Star Wars fans are going to enjoy this. There's enough mix of here's the backstory, here's some stuff for geeks, here's some stuff for fans. The movie moves along. I mean, plot-wise, we're not getting deep here. It's a classic heist film is what it is, but it's a lot of fun. And I think a Star Wars fan will really enjoy it if you're just kind of coming along for a ride. If you're not a big Star Wars fan, I think you'll just enjoy the action. You'll enjoy the special effects, the music, the pace of the movie is great. I am really happy with Solo. Now, I'm going to refrain from saying something now, but I guarantee you once a lot of people go through the weekend and use their time and and hopefully some of you get some time off this weekend to see it, 
yeah, there's something here, and I don't even want to try and hint towards it because I'm just going to tell you there's something in this movie. There's a wow moment, and I'll just leave it at that, and you're going to know exactly what it is, and I'm not going to give any hints whatsoever towards it. But I really, really enjoyed this, which I did not enjoy The Last Jedi. I still have questions about the I, I, I get frustrated when I think about The Last Jedi. This was just a great summer movie. And that, I think that's what we needed. So without getting too in-depth, because then I'll get into plotty stuff, I do recommend it gets the official Axeman seal of approval. Solo was great. Star Wars fans will love it. Okay. A couple other things before we get to our first guest in just a few minutes here, because we've got uh, Ted Starkey and Dave McMenamin back-to-back. Ted's going to join us at 4.15, Dave at 4.30. So as uh, Seth joked around with me before we hit the air. You actually have to stay on time today. So I will do my best to do that. Uh, the other thing, of course, is it's Memorial Day weekend. So uh, as many of you will do, but never hurts to say it, uh, please remember why we have this weekend. Those that pay the ultimate price for our freedoms. Freedom isn't free, as they say. So please pause at some point and, and remember those that serve this country and pay the ultimate price to do so. And for all that did, we remember you. We thank you, especially uh, all you Marines out there. Semper Fi to you. Are we seeing, and I'll get into this with Dave McMenamin coming up here, are we seeing a vulnerable Golden State Warriors team? Because now the Houston Rockets, despite the fact that James Harden didn't hit a three-pointer last night, the fact that he and Chris Paul combined to shoot 11 for 40, And the Rockets didn't even play their best game. Well, the Rockets won. Now the Rockets don't have Chris Paul for game six, so, you know, they might have to win this in their seventh game. But it's striking to me the ooze of confidence that comes from Golden State. Because you listen to Steve Kerr, you listen to Steph Curry, you listen to some of these players, and you're like, we got this. We're fine. And I admire the confidence there because they've been there and done this and they should have that confidence. But it is starting to lean towards that kind of Kevin Bacon in Animal House all as well kind of way for the Golden State Warriors because Houston did not even have close to their best game last night. Now, I missed most of the first half because I was at solo, but I watched the entire second half. Enjoying some terrific uh, wings and company at the beginning, too, with... Uh, geeking out on Star Wars while other people were looking at us like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> but I watched the whole second half, and that was a much better half of basketball. The first half was dreadful. Houston was nowhere near at high capacity. Now, it's scary that Golden State feels this way and can kind of come into Game 6, and now that Chris Paul, he's out officially. He will not play Game 6. He suffered a hamstring injury last night. We don't know how serious it is but it's serious enough to keep them out of game six. Golden State is one of those teams that can flip that proverbial switch, and when they are at their best, they are unstoppable. And it's unfair of me to point at them and say, well, why can't you do that last night? Why can't you do that more? Because it is possible you're too good. And the egos that are involved there, and why does Kevin Durant defer on last shots? And, and you just, you know, they overthink it. And as good as they are, if Andre Iguodala's not on his game and certain things aren't happening, the, the rotations don't go too deep on either team. It, it's incredible to me. They're still really fun to watch, both teams. What I like about Rockets-Warriors 
is they just, I heard this said today, and it's incredible to think about, but it's true. If you hold the Warriors in the 90s, you're playing great defense. And that is true. I mean, think about that. Well, if you just hold them to the 90s, yeah, that's playing good defense on a team that you know can score 130 points when they're on their game seemingly every night. So we're going to head into this sports weekend. The big thing is the NBA playoffs, where they're going to go, what happens with Cavs Celtics tonight, which we'll get into with Dave McMenamin at the bottom of the hour. Baseball, you know, they say you can't look at the standings in baseball until Memorial Day weekend. Well, here we are. So we'll dig into that with J.J. later in the show. We'll listen back to some things Ryan Leaf had to say on this radio station today, which is just, uh, just amazing. When I heard that was happening, this was, Ryan Leaf, that Ryan Leaf is going to be around here? How cool is that? Let's get into something that will end our Memorial Day weekend next. The Stanley Cup Final. Our buddy Ted Starkey is going to break it down next. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Yeah. Not what I wanted to hear going into my holiday weekend. Try that again. Try to hit, hit, hit it again. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. That's better. That darn jitterbug. Always finds its way back into the 80s, bro. So if you're from a land down under or not, uh, we, we, we do not discriminate on this program. Great to have you here. We're busy. Came out of the shoot. A little movie review, talking some NBA. Two guests already in the books. we got our buddy JJ still to come. If you missed uh, Ryan Leaf, yes, that Ryan Leaf in studio on Orange Nation. I'm going to play back some clips from that. Talk a little bit more about Tyus Battle and his immediate future here. He works out for the Knicks this weekend. Uh, the deadline is five days away. For Tyus to make his decision about whether to stay in the draft or come back to Syracuse, he's probably going to use as much of that time as he can, certainly with another workout or two scheduled, or scheduled if you prefer. Hit me with that fancy open. Let's do a few hot takes first. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. (laughs) It's time for Hot Takes on the Block. Then what a head-scratching move from a certain standpoint that makes all the sense in the world from another. The Boston Red Sox designated Hanley Ramirez for assignment today, uh, technically to clear a roster spot for Dustin Pedroia, who's been activated from the disabled list, but more because Ramirez has more than $15 million dollars left on his contract this season. He's 34. The Sox will not have to pay that money unless they f- will have to pay that money, pardon me, unless they find a trade partner in the next seven days. If not, they'll just have to release him. Now, this was all about a $22 million option that's on his contract for 2019 that they'd have to pay had he reached 497 plate appearances this season. He's at 195 now. If the Sox do release him, the option will no longer be in play, the vesting option, okay? He's two, in 254, six homers, 29 RBIs. He started 25 games at first base, 19 at DH. Well, he's three-time All-Star, 2006 Rookie of the Year. You know, Hanley's been an interesting personality in Boston. There's been plenty of times where he just kind of leaves the bat on his shoulder. He's been kind of an interesting uh, locker room slash clubhouse guy. But to drop a player like this on May 25th, Still 300 at-bats away from that threshold. And, you know, look, 
The Red Sox have been mashing the ball at a rate way ahead of last year. I think that lineup is more balanced. Hanley Ramirez, a 34-year-old with that much money due to him at some point, is expendable. He is replaceable. He is not a glue guy in that lineup. He's just another bat who I think is replaceable, be it the production you're getting elsewhere, now that Mookie, but, uh, pardon me, Mookie Betts is playing better, now that Xander Bogarts is playing better. Top to bottom, this lineup is mashing it. So can, but I mean, Hanley Ramirez has been batting, mentioned at 25 games at first base, 19 at DH. He's been in the top four or five of the lineup all year. This isn't just one of these, hey, we're, we're trimming fat here. Like this is a noteworthy eyebrow raising move. So I think, you know, look, the money's the reason why, but there's always more to this. And what the timing of it is very, very interesting. And the Red Sox must have faith that that's hot. They can either call someone up from Pawtucket. This was technically made for Dustin Pedroia, right? But that they've got enough offense to sustain. Is that you know, like it comes down to this. This is a team that's right there at the top of the American League East with the Yankees, top of the American League overall. They're one of the best teams in baseball. When it comes down to it, is Hanley Ramirez going to be the difference between a team that goes to the World Series or not? The answer to that is no. So can you make a move like this on a 34-year-old guy who you're going to owe $22 million next year if you reach a certain threshold? I think you can. It wasn't uh, the first thing I expected when I rolled out of bed this morning. That's for sure. Um, I don't want to get too much into the anthem policy thing today with the NFL. You know, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's a time to reflect and think about those that pay the ultimate price for this country. So I don't want to, you know, take anything away from the anthem itself. I did find this note interesting, though. Because the NFL spun this one way, and it appears it didn't go this way. Shocking news, I know, that the NFL told you one thing and it went the other way. So ESPN's Seth Wickersham reported that they didn't actually vote on the anthem policy. Because remember, Roger Goodell said that it was unanimous. The NFL admitted, though, that they didn't even take a formal vote on this. An NFL spokesman told ESPN that the league called for a show of hands to test support for this revised anthem policy, which you know is basically, if you don't want to come out for the anthem, that's fine. But if you are on the field, you are visible, you are on the sideline, you will stand, you will respect, you will not protest in any form. Two owners abstained, pardon me, abstained, which means they didn't vote at all, Jed York of the Niners and Mark Davis of the Raiders. Another owner, Christopher Johnson of the Jets, whose brother serves in the Trump administration, Woody, is apparently willing to defy the NFL's no-protest position and treat the fines like parking tickets, as he put it. He'll pay the fines. So, look, it got passed. Those A few that were in favor of it, including Johnson, even said, like, I voted for it, but it's not the best policy. I'll pay the fine. But, you know, Roger Goodell went up there and he's like, oh, yeah, this was unanimous. We're all for it. And, I mean, technically, he's right in the sense that everybody that did vote did vote, but they just, this wasn't even a formal vote. It's one of those like, hey, everybody cool with, uh, let's see, we're going to get tacos for lunch. Everybody good with that? Show of hands? Okay, cool. But this wasn't even a formal, this is how you do things at the owners' meetings? Show of hands, you don't call the Players Association? Like, for a multi-billion dollar industry that's at the top of the professional sports chain, they're voting on important policies that they know are going to be a flamethrower of an issue in the media like they're voting on what we're having for lunch today. And on that note, we'll break. Tyus Battle's got four workouts in the bag. 
do those teams and the personnel on them make sense? John Jastrzemski is going to join us next hour. Our buddy from WFN in New York. The New York Knicks are a team that Tyus is going to work out for, so does he make sense there? Plus, top five athletes without a title. You know Alex Ovechkin's on that list, but is he at the top of it? We'll do that all coming up. Plus, we'll replay some of the clips from Ryan Leaf. Yes, that Ryan Leaf was in our radio station today. Stay right there. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield, takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's Axman. Getting ready for a big weekend, baby. But it's not here yet. Not till we're done. Oh, no, no, no. Welcome back. Welcome aboard. Here on the block, ESPN Radio. If you're listening here on the radio airwaves, that's appreciated. If you're listening on the ESPN app, that is a great thing. You can find both ESPN Syracuse and ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Red Mohawk Valley on that ESPN app. Just hit the Listen tab and find uh, your preference of station and take us with you wherever you go. And a lot of you are probably getting out of Dodge for the weekend, heading up to camp, heading wherever you go on Memorial Day weekend. So enjoy, relax, stay safe, and, of course, remember why we have a little extra time this weekend, and that is for those that pay the ultimate price serving this country. For all of those that did it, we remember you, we honor you, and remember that freedom is certainly not free. 437-7644, that's the phone number. Brent Dax Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. Our buddy John Jastrzemski, WFAN in New York, will join us here. You know, they, the famous they, say you can't really look at the baseball standings until Memorial Day weekend. Well, guess what this weekend is? So we'll check in on the Yankees. We'll check in on the Mets. We'll check in. I'm going to talk about Tyus Battle here momentarily, but one of the teams he's going to work out for before the deadline comes five days from now, when he's got to make the decision of whether he stays in the draft or comes back to Syracuse, is the New York Knicks. Does he make sense with the Knicks? He worked out for the Brooklyn Nets. Does he make sense there? We'll get J.J.'s perspective on that coming up. Top five athletes without a title. We're talking like all things considered. There's a lot of great athletes out there that don't have a championship in you know the four major professional sports. We're kind of putting this together in the office before the show with the thought, of course, that Alex Ovechkin is playing in the Stanley Cup final. And we spoke with Ted Starkey in the first hour of the show, who is as big of a Capitals expert as you will find. He's written two terrific books about the Caps. Uh, we talked to Dave McMenamin in the first hour of the show as well, our buddy from ESPN. So if you missed either one of those chats, we'll put them up at ESPNSyracuse.com. Ovechkin going to the Stanley Cup final, like he's the next in line of the great athletes out there that have not only not won a championship, but haven't even played for one. And there's guys like Aaron Judge and, and great players, you know, that are, you know, only a couple of years in their respective leagues. We're talking about the heavyweights, the guys that have been around, 
that are marketable stars, that are some of the biggest names in those sports that have yet to win a title. We'll narrow it down to five later on this hour. Ryan Leaf was here today. Yeah, that Ryan Leaf. Number two pick, 1998 draft. Remember the great debate, Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf? Well, Ryan has an incredible story now. He's doing radio. He's doing some media stuff. That's why he was here today. He was actually doing his radio show because he was in town. And he was on with Orange Nation earlier today, right after his show, which he broadcast from our studios today. So not every day you get uh, one of the more intriguing athletes of the last 20 years walking through the hallways of this building. So we'll play back some clips from his chat in Orange Nation later on this hour. I would also like to uh, encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, ESPN Syracuse, iTunes, or Google Play. It's a long weekend coming up. You want to catch up on some of the great guests and some of the great topics and some of the fodder we've had on the airwaves throughout the week. The podcast is a great way to do it on demand on your time. Uh, Earlier, I also gave my solo review. The crew was there last night on opening night as usual. Hello, ladies. Ty Doyle, Brent Axe, Paulie Sibilia with our 3D glasses on at a Star Wars movie. That's right. That's hot. It sure is. I I loved it. I loved it. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Not going to go more in depth than that. I will tell you, though, as if you listen to the show, you know I'm a huge Star Wars geek. I loved it. It was a fun movie. And Star Wars fans, I think, Star Wars fans pick everything apart, right? But uh, you will not be disappointed. I feel very comfortable saying that it was a fun movie. And I don't want to go too much further here because I want to see how other people react to it. But uh, definite two thumbs up from me. All right. Let's get into a few things here before our buddy JJ comes on later on this hour. So Tyus Battle's got four workouts in the books. And Mike Waters did a great job breaking this down today. So some of what I'm about to say uh, has some assistance from him in a piece that he wrote on Syracuse.com today. So four workouts, another one to come. Maybe a straggler comes in here before May 30th, which is Wednesday. That's a big day for Tyus because that is the day he's got to make a choice. As what I have heard at these workouts, what I have been told from experts, from the minute he declared but did not hire an agent, therefore keeping himself eligible to come back here, is this favorable feedback to me to pursue an NBA life? Do I simply want to get drafted? Do I want to be a first-round pick? What choice do I have? Am I satisfied with those answers? Is my father and the people that I trust satisfy with those answers. And I bring up Gary Battle because Gary's, you know, been around the basketball world and AAU. And, you know, some of these parents are kind of learning as they go, and some know the process. And Gary Battle knows the process. Gary Battle has also strangely blocked me on Twitter, but that's a whole different topic for a different day. May 30th is the day. So let's look at the teams that Tyus has worked out for, their current personnel, and if these teams make sense, if they will give him enough of an indication that, hey, listen, if you're there, we'll take you. If not, you will fall in the range of being a draft pick where you feel comfortable being a draft pick. And if that's just one of 60 picks in the draft, then he'll get picked. I'll say it again. The scout who knows told me this, and based on just everything we've been able to kind of gather and kind of all you know, put it in the computer and it kind of spits out this analysis, he'll get picked. The question is, is that all he wants? 
Because if he wants to be a first-round pick, now it gets dicey. So let's go through them here and see if they make sense. The Clippers. The Clippers are a bit of a head-scratcher, and as Mike Waters pointed out, this is one you probably don't want to read too much into because unless the Clippers trade, Tyus Battle makes no sense for them because they have the 12th and 13th pick. Tyus Battle is not going to go in the lottery. So unless they trade back and they work them out because they might find themselves in that scenario, kind of a what-if thing, they don't have any other picks, including in the second round. So they're not taking them unless they trade. So they don't make a lot of sense. The Brooklyn Nets. The Nets have the 29th, 40th, and 45th pick. The range of those picks makes sense for Tyus Battle, but what about the personnel? Is Brooklyn looking at a shooting guard? The Nets, as Mike Waters points out, have two young shooting guards on the roster, and they're both signed to multi-year deals. you got Alan Crabb, the former Cal star. He started 68 games last season. He averaged 13 points per game. He stands to earn $18.5 million next year. He has a player option for 2019-2020, roughly the same salary. Brooklyn also has a rookie shooting guard, Karis LeVert. Played at Michigan, played in 71 games. He started 10. He averaged 12 points per game. He's got a rookie deal. He's locked up for the next two years. So unless you're looking to add a guard and slide him to the G League maybe, and with three picks, I think inevitably Brooklyn will probably take a flyer on a European guy or one of those kind of, let's just kind of see, picks. Range makes sense because Tyus could go anywhere from like 28th to the end of the draft. He fits the description of, oh, let's take a flyer on him, second round, see how it works out. And if not, we'll, we'll stuff him in the G League or something. Orlando. Orlando has three picks. Now, forget the first one because that's the sixth overall pick. Focus more on number 35, number 41. Both in the second round, both in a range that would make sense for battle to go. But as Mike points out, does Orlando have a pressing need for a shooting guard? They've got a five-year veteran in Evan Fournier who has emerged into a quality NBA player, led the Magic in scoring last year, just under 18 points per game. He's in the second year of a five-year, $85 million deal. They also have Terrence Ross, a veteran two-guard. He started 20 games last year. Fournier was injured. Ross is in the last year of a three-year deal. His 2018-19 salary is slated at $10.5 million. So the Magic could add a shooting guard to either prepare for his departure after the 2019 season or even prompt a trade involving him. So Orlando makes sense. They worked him out. They're looking at the position. They're grooming a player for the future. Okay. The New York Knickerbockers, we'll get into this more with J.J. coming up later on here in about 10 minutes or so. The Knicks have the ninth and the 36th pick. So with the 36th pick, which is six picks into the second round, does New York need a guard? They're set at point guard, but weak behind Porzingis, who, of course, is still recovering from a major knee injury. So the Knicks are going to go with a big splash with the ninth pick. It's that second round where you say, are you looking at a shooting guard? So you got Courtney Lee, 10-year vet, 76 games. He started 69 for the Knicks last year. He's in the middle of a four-year deal, which is going to pay him $24 million over the next two years. 
But as Mike points out, but behind Lee, the Knicks shooting guard position could use help. You got Ron Baker, the former Wichita State star. He signed for $4.5 million next year. He played in 29 games last year, but spent most of the year in the D-League. You got Damian Dotson, a rookie out of Houston. He played in 44 games last year. The Knicks on the hook to pay him $1.3 million next year. Are they really happy with those two guys? The Knicks work out battle this weekend. If they see some things that they feel he is an upgrade on those two players with the 36 pick, they can get him. So of the four teams Tyus has worked out for, one makes no sense whatsoever in the Clippers. Orlando makes a lot of sense. The Knicks make a lot of sense. And Brooklyn, maybe. That's four. He may get one more before the May 30th deadline. Sometimes teams swoop in and want to look at you knowing that your deadline's approaching. We shall see. Wednesday's the day. I want to get a New York perspective on that. Talk some New York sports with our buddy JJ coming up. Mention our Ryan Leaf Clips will play back. He was here in studio with us uh, on Orange Nation and was doing his radio show in our Galaxy Communication studios today. What an interesting story he's got. I mean, look, there's no way around it. And Ryan Leaf will be the first person to tell you this. He's one of the big busts in NFL history. His life spiraled out of control, drugs and all sorts of things, but he's really turned it around and he's using that experience to speak to people, to address the opioid problem in this country. And, you know, he's really kind of taken that head on, turned his life around, admits his mistakes, admits his faults, is willing to talk about his past in the sense of, you know, what fell apart and why. And he is one of these people that says, take my story. And if you're in the same scenario, know that you can, you know, find light at the end of the tunnel. So we'll play back some of those clips coming up. JJ's next, though. John Jastrzemski, WFAN in New York. CBS Sports Radio, a lot to talk about with our buddy J.J. Hang in there. Thank you. Bye-bye.